Join with me for the next few minutes while I share with you a series of thumbnail truths that the Lord has laid in my heart to leave with you in these strange and difficult times. Good afternoon, listeners. I want to share with you today from Psalm 1. Let me read it to you. Psalm 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 1 stands first in the Psalter. It's well known. It's as well known as Psalm 23 or Psalm 100. And of course, Psalm 1 is known as the gateway to every other psalm. C.H. Spurgeon called it the preface psalm, the, the one that stands first. And what's it all about? It's about the way of a godly man. In contrast, it's also about the way of a godless man. So you have two people here being represented, the godly man and the godless man. One's on a quest to find the way of happiness and ultimate fulfilment. The other, the godless man, is on the way to hell and utter destruction, eternal and eventual damnation of the sinner. I want to just think this afternoon of a portrait of the godly man. On another occasion, we will look at the portrait of the godless man and glean what lessons we can about his lifestyle choices. But just for today, we're thinking about the lifestyle choices of the godly man. So let's think about the portrait of the godly man. Think about his definition. Blessed is the man. The word blessed is the first word, and it means happy, happy, or oh, the happiness, or a multiplicity of happinesses. You see, this man has discovered the way to true happiness and the key secret to ultimate fulfillment and joy and in satisfaction. And of course, many are also on a journey of life to find the very same thing. And where do they go searching for it? They think about the pleasures of this life. Hebrews chapter 11, 25 talks about the pleasures of sin for a season. And you think of those who are uh, intoxicated at the weekend, who are blocked out of their head, who, who turn to uh, drugs, who, who are big into the rock and roll scene, into uh, the nightlife, uh, into the nightclubs. And, and they think that this is being ultimately happy uh, and this is joyful and this is real satisfaction. And only in life's journey do they discover that, that it, it's all emptiness, it's all vanity, it's utter frustration. Other people immerse themselves in possessions and they think, well, if I can just have the best car, the best house, the best garden, the best clothes, the best hairdo, I'll be ultimately satisfied. I'll be really, really happy. 
And I want to tell you, do you know that the multi-millionaires of the world, the billionaires of the world, with all their glitzy lifestyle, with all their money, they have discovered that, that money, while it can buy things, cannot actually buy genuine, real happiness. Do you know that the Bible says happy is the people whose God is the Lord? And the source of happiness is not in things, but it's actually in a person. And this godly man, he discovered that. And, and he also discovered that the way to happiness wasn't in possession. Some people think, well, if I could only become famous, if I could have a, a power and authority, if I could rule like, like King Nebuchadnezzar ruled Babylon, or, or I could be the, the Pope of Rome or, or the Queen of England, I would be really, really happy and I would be satisfied. And you know what? They could attain such positions if that were possible, but they would discover that this is not the road to happiness. You, you see, many are searching in the wrong places. It's not found in pleasure and possessions and position. It's not found in power. It's, it's found in a person. Happy is the people whose God is the Lord. And this godly man, he has discovered that. He, he has discovered that, that God wants to do him good. Because man's chief end is to glorify God and do him forever. He has discovered and realized that he too is a sinful man. And that he needs to recognize his sin and, and repent before the Lord. And, and the Lord deals with him in the basis of grace. And this man makes lifestyle choices because he's born again of the Holy Spirit. Because his life has changed. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. This man has received Christ. That This is the godly man in the Bible. And, and, and this man has discovered the source and the secret of life. Think not only of the definition of the godly man, but, but think of the descent of the godly man. You see, he's characterised by two things. What he doesn't do and what he does do. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. What does all that mean? It means simply this, that this godly man, he refuses to listen to the counsel and the advice of the careless and the godless. Those that say there is no God. Those that make a mock at sin. Those that have advice to give him on life's journey. And, and that advice, of course, is godless advice because it leaves God out of the picture. And you think of the many today that are uh, pro-abortionists, those today who are pushing for same-sex marriage, uh, those today who are pushing for the lowering of the age of consent, those today who tell us that this is not sinful or, or, or that is not sinful. You see, that's godless advice. That's leaving God out of the picture. And this godly man, he refuses to walk in that counsel. And the ungodly have had loads of advice to give us. They want us to squeeze us into a particular mode. They want us to influence our minds. And the godly man refuses. He refuses to stand in the way of sinners. He's not bosom pals with, with sinners. He, he's not besties. He, he's not their uh, favourite friend. And, and he doesn't sit with those who mock God. In fact, he, he rises up to rebuke them because he knows that the Bible says fools mock at sin. And he knows that fools say there is no God. And he knows that they're rebels and rebellious in their heart. But think not only of the um, godly man's descent, but think of his delight. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. 
Could I encourage you as a Christian not only to take the Bible and read? Wasn't that how Augustine was converted? Take and read, he heard the children say, and he took and he read from Romans chapter uh, 12 or 14. Uh, and could I encourage you to take the book and read it? But you know, Christian, it's not enough to read your Bible. Blessed is he that readeth, but you have to read in a certain way. It's, it's not only taking it up, but it's taking it in into your mind, to begin to meditate, begin to think about. And that's exactly what the godly man does. He just doesn't read, he thinks about it. He begins to apply and he begins to ask himself, how can I apply this to my complex situations on life's journey? And he delights in that. He's a man of one book. Not only a man who says no to sin, but he's a man of one book. And, and that's very important. And that book is the Bible. And I believe the Bible to be the infallible, inerrant, inspired word of God is sufficient for us. And you know what? It is clear. I believe in the clarity of Scripture, in its inerrancy, in its infallibility. Remember, the Bible says, For all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And I wonder today, have you started reading your Bible? Can you take it into your mind and begin to meditate and think of the things that you're reading? The truths about the Saviour, the truths about your soul, the truth about salvation, the truth about God's sovereignty, the, the truth even of God's uh, wonderful promises and support. Do you know that the Bible says, for all the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen. And you can rest upon the promise. You can stand in the promise because God's word is true. God is not a man that he can lie. And I want to assure you that was the delight of the godly man. And that should be the delight of every Christian. Could I tell you also, as we think about the description of the godly man, he's like a tree, a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. And the Bible tells us not only the position in which he's placed, the rivers of water, but the Bible tells us what he produces. He produces fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. He's like an evergreen tree. He's constantly the same. Why? Because the Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. And because the Lord doesn't change, he, he keeps us constant and true to him at all times. And also we've got the prospering. Uh, it says, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. And true prosperity comes not in riches of this world. True prosperity becomes in a relationship when you discover you've been planted by the Lord and planted in the place where God has you so that you can bring forth fruit, much fruit, more fruit unto the glory of our God. I, I challenge you today, are you a godly man or are you among the godless who are careless and heedless about the need of your soul and facing up to your sin? Here's a portrait of the godly man. Here's his definition. He is truly blessed. He has discovered this key and the secret of happiness. He, he dissents when it comes to sin. He delights in the law of the Lord. And he's described that he's like a tree. The Bible says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree and grow up as the cedars of Lebanon. And I trust and pray that that will be your experience today, even as you listen to this little thumbnail. God bless you. And if you haven't yet, become a godly man and start on the road for heaven then repent of your sin and receive Jesus Christ to be your Lord and to be your Saviour. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.